0: to talk to us today and I've I've titled my talk The Art of Motherhood. Um, And I am I am not the greatest preacher in the world, I've not really done it very much. So just Bear with, bear Are you with. good at talking? I'm quite good at talking. I can talk, but um, I also lose my train of thought, so I've, I've written many things down. So we'll see. See how it goes. Do muck in. If you think of something, do say, oh, well, yeah, well, I felt this, I feel this, and interrupt me to do that, because otherwise I'll just power on. Um, so it's Mother's Day again. For everyone, Mother's Day means different things. It's a day for the present... living in the moment but it's also a day for remembering whether we feel happy or sad or indifferent today is a day that makes us stop and it stirs us my favorite memory of mother's day one that's that's gone is the one just after we'd lost our fifth baby third miscarriage fifth baby i was finding it really hard (coughs) i really wanted to be a mum again but instead, I was spending another Mother's Day grieving as I had the year before. Um, during this time, during that time of losing the babies, someone had given me a bunch of daffodils and they'd put a, <coughs> they'd put a label on it and it said, after winter, always comes spring. So I kind of I clung on to that. And daffodils became a sign of hope to me. So on this particular Mother's Day, Myra and Adia, who were probably about five or seven at the time, um, they came through into our room to wake me up. Um, and they came in and woke me up, said, Happy Mother's Day, and then they disappeared. Um, and then one of them came back with a bunch of daffodils and gave me the daffodils, and I was, like, trying to open my eyes and, and be aware of the day. And then she disappeared again. And then Adia came back in with a bunch of daffodils. Um, and then she disappeared again. And as one left, the other one would arrive with another bunch of daffodils. And they were smiling and it, it kind of turned to giggles and laughing. And their walking to me turned to running in and out with more bunch of daffodils. And I was, I was laughing and, and crying at the same time until I ended up basically under a pile of bunches of daffodils. Um, <coughs> and I loved the days that followed that day. The house was full of daffodils. I I didn't have enough vases for the daffodils. They were just in glasses everywhere. Um, And I laughed that morning uh, with (laughs) a real sense of joy. I think we don't realise what medicine laughter is until we find ourselves laughing after a time when we haven't done for a long time. Um, I knew that God was smiling on me and lifting me again out of such darkness. I was overwhelmed again with the joy of motherhood, but I also experienced the, the Holy Spirit really opening my eyes to the pain in others. Mothers missing their babies, those who are missing their mums, those who desperately wanted to be parents, and a tapestry of stories in between. I'd find that I'd walk into a room and it was almost like the Holy Spirit was pointing over people and I couldn't help but see the people's stories unfolding and feel the loss and the grief and the pain and and the joy as well it wasn't all wasn't all so, sadness, but I felt so aware of how days like this make you feel lots of things um, and especially if it's a day where you think I wish I was somewhere different than on this day. so. What do we do on days like today? We say thank you. We acknowledge the joy that our own families bring us, but we also walk alongside those in pain, those who carry their pain in a box, but who are forced to face it again on days like this. And we lean into God together. The Bible tells us about God, our Father. The name Father is written so many times, and we see people... Um, I've encountered so many people who, who struggle to understand God as Father because of their own experiences of that. But we know that the word used to describe God in Hebrew is neither masculine nor feminine, though it's always the masculine that is used to describe him in the Bible. Um, when I think about the qualities of a mum, God is them. They come from him too, and he reveals the art of motherhood. This week I've been doing a bit of study. I love doing a bit of study. I love finding something to to study and and unpack and I love having the space to do that. It is very rare. I love having the space to do that. Um, So I had a look um, into the life of Julian of Norwich. Um, Julian of Norwich was an anchoress. That meant that her life was devoted to prayer for a particular church and community She lived in a cell that was attached to the church, um, where she would pray constantly. And on occasion, she'd lean out of a window and pray for those who were passing by her. Um, She was a medieval mystic, and she lived between 1342 and 1416, find it really hard to imagine what what the world was like then but she was of the school of thought that the more you suffered the closer to god you were and that god would reveal himself more to you the more he suffered so some thought that she prayed that she would be brought close to death so that she could suffer more and be closer to god there's no doubt that we find god in our suffering not sure I would want to pray that. You know, there's there's been times when I've said things like send me to dark places and then you see the darkness and you think ooh keep me away from those. Keep me away from those. Um but in fact, she was brought very close to death. She, you ah, know, she um was really ill and on her deathbed. Um she had some really clear visions of God um, and they're recorded in a book, Revelations of Divine Love. So if you Google it, you can just find these these revelations where she really unpacks the visions that she's seen day after day. And actually, she fully recovered. She, she didn't die at that point. Obviously, she did die one day, uh, and not in our lifetime. But she... Um, She saw God so clearly and she wrote all of these things down and it's a real treasure to have those writings. So during those days of revelation, she experiences many characteristics of God and she describes them in great depth. She describes not only the Father of God, but also the motherhood of God and the motherly qualities of mercy and grace that she acknowledges in Jesus. She's quoted as saying... As truly as God is our Father, so truly is God our Mother. What an amazing thought to think that He is our Mother too. Strange in our in our lives now to say He is our Mother too. Um, but to acknowledge that this family, the family of God, is made up of Father and Mother. Grandma and granddad, sister and brother, son and daughter, and all can be found in the image of God. In Genesis 1 27, at the very beginning of the Bible, it tells us so God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. The message puts it like this <coughs> Not like that. Um, God spoke, Let us make human beings in our image and make them reflecting our very nature. I like the way that, he, that the message puts it in a, in a kind of plural term. It says, in our very nature. To be made in his image, in his likeness, is to find our very being in him. We're made to resemble him. We are made reflecting his nature. This is why I love how different we all are. Each one resembling the nature and the image of God but all different our view of how we define male and female roles is very much shaped by our society and culture but we mustn't confine the nature of God to a gender and if our very being is to reflect his nature we must dare to become more like him and that might, might mean that us women consider the qualities of a father and that the men too consider the art of motherhood this world needs mothers and fathers and as a mum myself, my role model has to be Jesus. Um, and it's, it's strange to think, well, he wasn't a mum on earth, but where do I take my example from if not from him? And the way that he worked and the way that he nurtured and um, the way that he is God and reflects that to us as well. Um, there's a really gorgeous image in Deuteronomy 32 verses 11 to 12 and it says describes God like a mother eagle and it says it stirs up the nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft and the message puts at the end lifting them to the air teaching them to fly As a mum, I can totally relate to this image, this image of a a mother eagle hovering over her nest and keeping them safe in her wings, but wanting them to fly. (coughs) I want my girls to fly. I want to protect them and catch them if they fall, but I want to teach them to fly. This is the art of motherhood. Isaiah 66, verse 12 and 13 gives us another picture of God as a mother. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will feed and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. Dandled? I have never, ever heard that word until I read this verse. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem the message helps us to understand that dandled bit a little bit more and it and it says um and be bounced on her knees i I love that to be bounced on her knees to be bounced on god's knees like a mother bounces their child on their knees i love that these are the kind of homely images that julian of norwich saw a sweet and tender picture of the character of god just imagine god as our mum for a minute bouncing us on his knees. <clears throat> How lovely. For some of you, this might feel a bit uncomfortable or just something that you've never thought about. But I would say, explore it a little bit further. You will find the nature of God in its fullness. Several years ago, Rick was actually <coughs> given a prophetic word. And it was, it was quite an amazing word at the time. And he was, he was prophesied over that he would be the father to many... And then someone tagged on the end, I feel like God's also calling you to be a mother to many. And I can't imagine how that feels as a man to say God is calling you to be a mum. But I know as a mum, I've always thought, how do I um, relate to being a father like God does? But... At that point, there was something that has just continued to grow, really. This sense of mothering, like God does, that defines, that that defies our gender. Um, So the art of mothering is not defined to a gender. What does this art look like? The dictionary defines it as this to bring up with care and affection. And then in brackets it says, as if they were a small child. Imagine the wonder and the magic of a small child. We encounter that every day. In You know, I'm a teacher and that's in our classroom, the magic of a four-year-old and the wonder of a five-year-old. I mean, it's the stories that we could tell of their little faces and the things that they come out with it's a, it's amazing you can't help but smile at it can you um, and there's other verbs that are added nurture raise protect tend nurse rear care for and cherish all of those things are found in god even the bible says that he sees us as the apple of his eye He sees the wonder in us and he nurtures us. He raises us, he protects us and he cherishes us. How amazing. So if we were to consider how we reveal the motherhood of God to the world, what does it look like? We need to remove any preconceptions... Of those interfering mothers, those that suffocate, that restrict, or those that let us down—that's not the nature of God. Um, and let's be honest: as mums, I—I I imagine we get it wrong very often. I lack wisdom and grace and kindness, loyalty and compassion, but I'm learning. And this is the art of motherhood. We're always learning. If you think you've got it nailed, you're wrong. (laughs) We must look at God, to God as a mother, to see some of this revelation. If he is as a mother eagle, he lifts us into the air to teach us how to fly. I I felt God as a mother eagle. I felt that um, as a real... Like revelation and proper encounter of him I felt him push me out of a nest to teach me to fly Um, and I felt his care and protection but I know that there's there was a time when I was pushed and I know that he would swoop in and catch me if he needed to but he taught me how to fly and how do we do that for each other how do we nurture the potential in each other and teach each other to fly? How do we raise people who know who they are, who find their whole being in God in order that we may understand how cherished we are by him? You don't have to be a mum to children to raise people, um, to raise children and to raise our peers in a way you don't have to be your mum to understand that there is treasure in everybody around us and that we can bring that out of people and we can raise people up and we can teach people how to fly (coughs) how do we become people who cherish, cherish each other and those around us as a mother should cherish her children. What does it look like to bring the comfort of a mother to those in need? And really, aren't aren't we all in need? Don't we all want to be cherished for who we are, to have our gifts and talents nurtured? This divine love, the love of God as mother and father is everywhere. And so often it's in our hands and in our words that he uses those things to administer his love to the world, we need to keep our eyes open. Um, And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us as well because I have found that as soon as I say, God, will you show me who I can nurture, who needs some comfort, who needs someone to acknowledge their talents and their gifts, who needs to feel cherished by you, it's almost like you get this finger <laughs> that points people out and people cross your path um, wherever they are. You know, it might be at work, it might be here, it might be, um, well, it's, it's anywhere. that If you ask him, God will show you. I read a quote this week and it says, your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but someone you raise You don't have to have your own children to do that. It defies gender and age. It's about how you behave and it relies upon and is motivated by love. This is the art of motherhood. And the divine love of God is the perfect example of this. You don't have to be older than someone to raise them up. You don't have to be um, a woman to to cherish and to mother and to bring out the treasure in people. But it does does cost us something. Mother Teresa said this, a sacrifice to be real must cost. It must hurt and must empty ourselves. Give yourself fully to God and he will use you to accomplish great things on the condition that you believe much more in his love than in your weakness. Love that. Imagine if we really understood the love of God. This powerful love that manifests itself in so many ways. And today I can feel it reflected as the motherhood of God. So whatever Mother's Day holds for you, I want you to know that our mother and our father in heaven sees you and cherishes you. It seems fitting to return to the words of Julian of Norwich. And she says, all shall be well, all shall be well. For there is a force of love moving through the universe that holds us fast and will never let us go. It's this force that teaches us the art of motherhood. And I want to be better at it. Not just with my own children. or the children in our class... Um, but to those around me without the constraints of age or gender. So I need to seek out the love of God and grow a deeper understanding of him. I feel like I can hear a call to motherhood, to all of us, um, to raise people up, to nurture people, and to teach them to fly. It's been a really interesting thing, (coughs) thinking about it this week. To, because to be honest the first time I read that quote I thought I've never ever considered God as mother and I thought first thing I'll do I'll just check it out with my dad (laughs) so I rang dad and said tell me about Julian of Norwich and he just went how wonderful to think of God as Mother, and if we are made in his image and we're made to resemble him and be the way that the world sees who he is, we've got to develop these qualities in each other, um, to be able to nurture and to be able to cherish and to be able to protect and to extend mercy and grace. I mean, I am bad at grace. I'm really bad at grace. And my mum is brilliant at grace. She's like the, my kind of earthly example of, of grace. I'm rubbish at it. I try really hard. But I have, to learn, I have to learn it. And actually, for me, my image of a mother is Grace just this unconditional love that is not dependent on um, what we do um, and I'm finding it very amusing at the minute to find Maya doing the things that I did to my mum and if she were to hear me say this she would have a little chuckle to herself that you know she she withstood <laughs> what I brought to her and Maya is doing exactly the same and I am and I'm finding myself going what would my mum do? What did my mum do? Um, and she wasn't perfect, and and I'm not perfect. But the idea that I can look to a good example of a mum, but also look to God and say, "Yeah, you know what? What would you do?" And find myself again being bounced on his knee. Um, that that is a really lovely image to me. So it was short and sweet, but I feel this morning with Graham leading us into Jesus, we love you, I've encountered the love of God again and um, just wanted to give a little bit of time for us to experience the love of God, to pray for each other, To share stories that might lift each other, uh, to you know, ask questions or say you know things that have occurred to us out of this. Um, Just have a few minutes of space to kind of acknowledge the art of motherhood, um, and to let God reveal that to us a bit. Does that sound alright?